Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> All right, patrons, hate to be the one to break it to you, but it's Monday. The only cure I know for the Monday blues is... Welcome to Lucas in the Morning. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. <laughs> At 7.15, it's our buddy Bags, Andy Baggett of UWBadgers.com. Bags? And now, alongside Rob Vogel and John Audius, here's Mike Lucas. All right. All right. Before we do anything this Monday morning, June 10th, before we do anything this morning, somebody please call the park ranger. <laughs> no, no, no. Lariano deals. And is in the air to right center field. Watching this one fly. And it is gone. Mike Moustakis gives the Brewers. The moose is loose again! Wow! And he won somebody a car with that moose shot. Why was it that they won a car? What was the deal? Because his home landed on the car. So you win See, a car yeah, and he hits the car. All right. So you put a car in the outfield, yep. and you put it there for a reason, right? For marketing purposes. Right. Now, you put a sign on the car so you can win this car if someone hits the car. He hit a home run that landed on the roof of this RAV4, and I'm familiar with it because I bought my wife a RAV4. Nice. Since I'm familiar with the Toyota brand. Since I've heard that. Smart Toyota is very high on my list. <laughs> is this go. the first segment? Are, list, we com- say are we in a commercial break already? I <laughs> time this, John. We'll just time this, John. <laughs> and uh, do you have to enter? Did you, you have to enter the drawing? Do you have more details I'm, on this? I'm is a little less clear on oh. the specifics okay. or the logistics, but... It went to a season ticket holder by the name of Mark Gruber. Nice. Call up Mark Gruber today, will you? Yeah, from Gruber One Law ball. That's all. That's no, all. Does that guy really need a car? No, I'm, we're, we don't. There's no connection, I'm sure. Um, did one ball, that's all. Are you sure? Yeah, that's he'll get the uh, car in a pregame <laughs> ceremony of the team's uh, next home date at Miller Park on June 20th against Cincinnati. So how cool is that? You go there expecting, fully anticipating you're going to get a Yelly bobblehead, which I'm sure they did. It was bobblehead day at Miller Park and saw a crowd. And did you did you like? I'm not into bobbleheads. John, are you into bobbleheads? I'm not into bobbleheads at all. Are no. you into bobbleheads? Yes. Are you really? Yeah. Did I have you a like bunch. the Yelich bobblehead? Uh, he was holding no. the plaque. You've seen yeah. it, right? By the way, it's David Gruber. Just so for the record, so well, yeah. Unless I'm, Mark Gruber is related to David, yeah, that's what, what we're thinking. Way. Okay. Yeah, that's I don't think so. But I mean, I it looked like there was a lot going on with the bobblehead. Yeah, I want to yeah, He's holding the plaque and holding up. his bat. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. Because uh, it signifies this is my MVP bobblehead. Right. Oh, yeah. here we go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's good. And on top of that, we have another soundbite we can play for you because on his own bobblehead day, what did Yelich do? What did Yelich, what did Yelly do on his own bobblehead day? 
And Yelich in the air to right field, got a chance to go. Polanco at the wall, he leaps, it's gone! Christian Yelich on his bobblehead day. Gives him what they came to see. Bernie hits the slide. And Yelich has number 24 on the year. That seems fair. It's his bobblehead day. He gets to hit the first home run, which he did. By the way, besides the one that they gave away yesterday, the bobblehead, I found at least four other bobbleheads, including a Game of Thrones bobblehead. Oh, that the Brewers have given out? Yeah, a Christian Yelich Game of Thrones bobblehead. Well, tell me what you think of this. I, I told John off the air. I said, why don't we try to get a hold of the guy who has the bobblehead museum in Milwaukee? Sure. Because he's gotten some pretty good national pub lately. I believe mm-hmm. there was a story in Sports Illustrated that kind of – it's. It, it featured the the bobblehead museum. The writer was there and kind of uh, described what he saw. I mean, it's very unique, right? It, it's got to be the only bobblehead museum around a museum in the history of the world. Slash Hall of Fame, I think. Yeah, yeah bobblehead yeah. museum. He's a collector, a fan. Slash slash slash. What do you got? Jim? By the way, if you want a Yelich bobblehead, I'm on eBay right now. They're going for about forty bucks, is what people are asking for. Oh, I found them to be more expensive than that. All right, so I don't. Again, I can't relate to. I don't know. Is that high? Is that low? I think is that that's pretty right? high for a bobblehead. Forty five eh, bucks. There's something that are more expensive. My problem is, is that all my bobbleheads end up breaking. Like somebody's missing an arm. I've had heads severed off. That's why you don't take them out of the box, I would assume. No, then what's the point? That's, you purposely no. like to he- behead them? No, like it used Game to be. Game of Thrones style? Like what's going on? Ceremony at your no, house no. where you behead a bobblehead? Well, at the TV station, I used to have Good bobbleheads Lord. all over my desk. And, you know, inevitably somebody tosses a football or, you know, chucks oh, a yeah, frisbee. Yeah, yeah. These, and yeah. boom, it perfectly clips one off or knocks it over. And except for the ones, like I have a Tiger Ones one that's nice because it's plastic. So you could basically bounce it off the floor and it's still going to be okay. But the other ones are ceramic, and so they're breakable when they hit the well, ground. I told you guys when I we did the pinstripe bowl, we were in the Yankees radio booth, t- yeah. slash TV booth rather, John Sterling's booth. Mm-hmm. And he had a table, just all Yankee bobbleheads. Oh. And I was so tempted just to lift one or borrow, borrow one. Wow. You should have. And bring, just so I could bring it back and sit in front of you. And I know... My you good angel, and then tweeted him like it's I, like I, it's my uh, good angel uh, arm wrestled my bad angel <laughs> and the good angel won. No, but you know what it made me should have sent him ransom tweets like hey hey at John Sterling. I have religious objections to this, but I'm going to look up. Jeter. I think I I think I know what, what you your Christmas. Are you bringing up a good angel? No, uh, I'm going to look to see is there a John Sterling bobblehead. We need that for the studio. I, that's what I was thinking. I doubt it. There's got to be one. I'm, Why would you think there's a Bob Uecker one? Why not? There's one for just about everybody. I, no, I don't think John's. By the way, 45 bucks for a bobblehead that was just yesterday? I think that's a lot, isn't it? I, can't, like, I don't have any expertise. Okay. I don't know anything about this market. Know. I'm not coming up with anything for John Sterling bobblehead. All is, right, so he took uh, care of the guy in his new car, the moose on the loose, the park ranger, shtick. Yelly homering on bobblehead, Yelly bobblehead day. It just seems fitting that we do something for the PA guy, right? Because the much maligned PA guy, he's the biggest fan, the only fan maybe, of a catcher who doesn't play as much anymore. Thanks to an off-season trade. We're all fans of Manny Pena. We're well, we just like him. crazy he just like doesn't, he is He just doesn't him. play anymore, but he got a chance to pinch it on Saturday. What happened, John? Had the lead since the fourth. Pena sends one way back. And this one's going to fly out of here. The Pineapple Express gives the Brewers a two-run lead. Yeah, good call, B.A. Good call. Uh, Manny w- 
went to the plate yesterday with the intent of pinch hitting again, and then they switch pitchers. And oh, did I bring it up? Uh, Pittsburgh sucks. Man, <laughs> man, did they suck? Random. Right. Clint Hurdle looks like he's completely clueless in the dugout. His his pitching staff is so bad he with the injuries. Like a pirate. He should have been a pirate. Yeah, if he had a parrot on his shoulder and a patch on his eye. Yeah, well, what is the what are the pirates in the standings? They're not I've, totally they, bad. They got off to a good start this year, didn't they? Seven you know, back. For the first month or so. But they their pitching yeah. is so awful. Just awful. And the guy was like tearing up the league, came into Milwaukee and didn't do crap. Uh for the Pirates, their their big swinger, their first baseman. What's his name? Bell. Bell. Yeah. He was horrible. Yeah, thirty didn't get a thirty-four. Hit. Didn't get a hit in the series. Josh Bell, right? Isn't that his name? Yeah. Yes. Were we afraid of Josh Bell? Like, yeah, four was, days ago, he was, he was tearing ter- it up. He was. He was. Let me just give credit to the other guy. Everybody else is on scholarship too. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, Sunday marked two years to the date that the. Brewers called up Josh Hader. How about that? He pitched in each of the games on Saturday and Sunday. That move worked out all right. You think it's it did? Been, it's been a I kind of like yeah. it. It's been, it's been I will right say this, uh, watching the Cubs play over the weekend, a few snippets of them, uh, they're re-energized. They, th- this is going to be a great, great race to the wire between the Cubs and the Brewers. Tremendous. Tremendous. I have a Moustakis question for you. All right. That Don't ask to give you yet. enough time, we're going to have to do it, as John would say. After the break. I've never known John to I say, say that. that all the time. He says that? it all the time. All he the does. time. Yeah. I'm stealing his line. By the way, did you like how our pre-show meeting went? Because I cued John on what I wanted. I said, I'm going to do some, say something stupid about a park ranger, Alan. Damn, please second, then you hit the button. I almost blew it, home. too. You, know, you, were, you were a little, a little bit slow, slow to I didn't trigger. know it was going to be like three seconds into well, the show. Said, didn't I? Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. Bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Didn't I say it right out of the gate? I guess. Well, you know where his mind was. I walked into the studio. His first slide is, when are we going golf? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about well, golf. I heard too. that already. Friday, not so good. Sunday, great. Oh, so now really? he wants, you can't wait until he gets back out there. I avoid coming in the studio early. I don't want to get the full recap till during the commercial breaks. Oh, and Mike Mankey. <laughs> He, he has to, you know, weigh in. Thanks. Thanks for the MVP. Oh, and see how he, see MVP-na. what he did? MVP highlight. That'll be he, a headline. He won't give it up. He just won't give I'm it up. I'm happy for him. Let's just be happy for PA guy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a great headline if he ever does something big in the postseason, right? Yeah, MVP. Well, he, he could have a role at some point in the season. He who's, does, the, who's the guy last year? In Colorado. Kratz. Oh. Yeah. yeah Eric Kratz. Kratz. Yeah. Remember him? Stephen Vogt. Now Remember no him? longer playing baseball, <laughs> I, do. I don't think, is he? <laughs> All right, so we'll come back. You had a, you said you had a question about the moose. I do. Is it about the park ranger too? Are there any park <laughs> rangers around here that we could call? Because just to follow up on that, it, the moose is loose and see what his reaction would be. We could call Mr. Park figure, Ranger. It's gotta be a park ranger. The moose ranger. is loose. We'll come back with more on that next. Lucas in the morning. Thank mm-hmm. you.
Yeah, I feel, I feel good. Um, you know, the homer was big. Uh, obviously, that was a, a huge, huge runs for us. Uh, getting the ball to, uh, you know, Josh to finish the game and Chase threw the ball fantastic. Um, but it's it's pretty cool uh, to win a car for some people. I've, I've never done that before, and uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. And it was just a good baseball game all all around today. And uh, you know, ended up uh, getting to their bullpen and uh, scored some runs. Yelly hit a big homer for us, and uh, I mean that seems to happen most days. Uh, and you know, everyone's just feeling good right now, and we're just we just keep battling. We're just a resilient team going out there uh, and and trying to figure out ways to win. That was the Moose. Welcome back to Lucas in the morning. Vogel and Adias. Do you think that was a smart move on the part of the Milwaukee Brewers to extend an invitation to Mike Moustakas to return this season? Do you think that's panning out okay for the club? Huh? That leads me to my question. Can I just point out that over the last 15 games, I believe now, he's hitting around 344 with nine home runs, 14 RBIs. He reached that 20 home run plateau yesterday, uh, giving the Brewers two players with 20 or more home runs. Yelich has 24. Only two other players in Major League Baseball have hit 20 or more home runs this year, and they are blank, blank. And they are blank, blank. Give me the question again. Four players thus far. Only four players in Major League Baseball have hit the 20 home run mark. And you have Moose at 20. Yep. You have Yelly yep. at 24. And two others. Bellinger? Yes, at 20. I said Bellinger. Oh, okay, sorry. you get credit. I get credit. Golly. I can't hear And he plays so for much. the Mets. Oh, now you lost I would not have guessed this either. Yep. Pete Alonso? Okay. okay. With 20. All right, so All what's right. your question you know, about Mr. Moustakas? Let me ask you this. If the pa- Patriots, knowing what they know now, would they have taken Tom Brady earlier in the sixth round if they knew he was going to be a Hall of Famer and one of the GOATs of all time? Of course. Right? Right. right, if they knew. So, knowing what you know now about Moustakis and the season he's had so far, do you say, brilliant move by David Stearns to bring him back and wait as long as he did? Or do you say, what in the world took so long to sign a guy who can be this good and have this much of an impact where you risked losing him well, and taking that long to sign it's challenging him? to answer this question fully because we don't know what was said between Moustakis and the Brewers mm-hmm. at the end of last season. I mean, let's be real. Moustakis has been screwed by the system over the last few years, right? He didn't get compensation that he deserved and or earned, which is how he wound up in Milwaukee in the first place. And I believe, and we can we can run this past Tom Hodricourt on Friday and or Mr. Baseball himself, Mike Keller, when he joins us the end of the second hour, I believe that they were trying to see if Moustakas could get that contract this offseason, see if – to see if the free agent market had changed at all, and it had not. It, it tightened up, didn't it? It yes. had to. I mean, you take a look at the pitchers that were just sitting there until the major league draft before they finally got some activity. So I I need to know more about what was said between Moustakas and the Brewers if there wasn't some sort of agreement that, look, if you can't score that big contract, you're welcome back. Maybe that was it, right? Right, or is he worth more of a contract than what he got? I mean, we already talked about with the the Bryce Harpers of the world and others how that might have even impacted ticket sales this offseason, how it's hurt Major League Baseball. So is this the downside, though, of waiting? I mean, think about where they'd be without having a Moustakis. So you think they should have paid him more years, more money. And it's not even just a Brewers thing. It's like, so if I told you there's a guy that's this good, is it worth the risk of waiting and possibly losing him? 
or not having him until a but month unless, into the season because unless, you didn't sign him until again, spring unless training. Unless there was right? an agreement, that said, all right, go out there and see what you can get. If you if you can't get anything, you're hey, stay with us. We'll we'll take care of you. Maybe that if that was the case, sure. you can understand it. Or is it saying like we should be giving you that money because you're worth it? Obviously, look at what you're doing. Obviously, as a team, you want to get him for the best price you can possibly get. But there comes a point where the risk outweighs it, or you need the player for heaven's sake. Well, I've got even some more worthless information that maybe the water cooler guy would like to uh, spread. Oh, he's not here. I think he's yeah, off. No, this he's morning. here. The water cooler right is a good singing. He doesn't like Monday mornings. Why? Everybody loves Monday mornings. This is the busiest day. day. Does this sound like a guy who likes Monday mornings? He doesn't get up early in the morning. Cooler, get some water. Okay, okay. Uh, prior this year, only three Brewers had hit 20 or more home runs within the first 66 games of the season. Only three Brewers. Uh, can you name one? Prince. There, yeah. That, that was a no-brainer. Prince did it in 2007, had 23 home runs for 66. Can you name the other two? Think Braun? Sluggers. Jenkins. Braun. Mm. No, not okay. Tall, real tall. I'll do. Oh, uh, Sexton. Yes, good, John. Mm. At twenty-one in two thousand three, and then Carlos Lee at twenty-one in two thousand six. El Caballo. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's a good list. That's a good short list. A lot that's of a trivia good. already this early like, on, on a Monday morning. Get the brain yeah, John's firing been right. sharp. Yeah, this is my Wait, best man, trivia day been, ever. Oh, easily the best. Easily. Because usually you're just crap on these Oh, questions. awful. If I'm it, just like, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the Nelson Cruz trivia. Well, I do have some. Well, I got some. Well, no, I got. Well, no, maybe I don't have Cruz trivia as much as there were some other happenings in baseball yesterday. They were historic. They were historic. I don't know if we have time for it in this segment or not. Do we have time in this? What What are we looking at? at uh, we got a couple minutes, two or three, four minutes. All right, let's. For a fanboy, play the Cruz home run. All let's right. get him out of my hair. Yeah. For a the 2-2 pitch, a swing and a high fly ball, deep left field, down the line, near the corner, back it goes, and gone! Nelson Cruz had a lengthy at bat, it was only a matter of time before he put one into fair territory. 3 nothing Twins, and still nobody out. Alright, so his Twinkies just crushed the hapless Tigers 12-2. Nelson Cruz, though, has homered in four straight games. And he was hurt, right, for a while. And now he's back, and the Twins hit, what, four home runs overall yesterday. Cruz has 14 regular season home runs at Comerica Park. Comerica, that's how you pronounce it? Mm -hmm. Um, That ties the most by any active visiting player in Detroit history. It's a young part. It's a young part. Cruz has played 47 games in Detroit. Alex Gordon is the other who has hit 14 regular season home runs in that yard. You know the last? What is that in the background? Yeah! Makes me nauseous. Do you know the last player over the age of 40 years old to hit home runs oh. in four consecutive games? Who's 40? Cruz? Isn't Cruz is 40, I believe. Is he? Is he 40? Yeah. Get Check out that of Before you give us yeah. that. Hold on. Because this stat came up yesterday. Are you he's sure? Okay. Yeah, 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 I got it. I'll be the Google guy. Well, he's been around a long time. He's okay. 38. He's then, not even 40. How right, are you then wait. Then, then I got to find the Wait two because, years for no, no. that. Then, you come back with then that. the number must be like 38 or 2021. Set How a reminder. How about trying to slip that one past no, the no, goaltender? No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. Ah, he's 40. He's like 50 <laughs> years old. Yeah. What are you doing, man? What were you going to say? Well, what's yeah, the what stat? What were you going to no, say? No, no, Just pretend he's... No, because after that, I'm making sure to get the exact stat correct here. So. Okay, he's got to get the Let stat correct. Let me look it up. All right, go. you have that Rendon home run yesterday? Yeah, yeah, It's an old man tie-in. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of course. Well, why don't you look that up while we yeah, play yeah, some yeah. highlights. Thank you. Anthony Rendon. Now the pitch to Rendon. Belt into the air to deep right. Back goes Rez. Way back. Going. Going. It is gone. Goodbye. The Nationals have a hit back to back to back to back home runs. That Say that. Back to back to back to back jacks. That is back to back to back to back, back jacks. Back to back to back to back. I already lost did track. You go, did you go four or five there? Back to back to back to back jacks. Back to back to back to back. I think that's four. Back to back to back to back jacks. That was an awesome call. I would have gotten confused trying to say back to back to back four times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it all came off one pitcher. A gas can by the name of Craig Stamen, who used to pitch for the Nationals. Keep him in there then. Howie Kendrick went 421. Trey Turner went 425. Adam Eaton went 402. Then Anthony Rendon uh, punctuated that stretch with a 391-foot blast. Now, I'm expecting you to have some sort of statistic on... uh, Okay, good. Well, listen to this now. All right, here we go. All right, this is the first time that uh, four players have gone back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Back-to-back-to-back-back. Uh, since two, 2017, July 27th, 2017, and it was against the Brewers. Can you name the pitcher oh, that gave geez. up four consecutive home runs what year? to the Nationals? 2017, it was Goodwin, Defoe, Harper, and Zimmerman. I was going to say All Supon, off one but pitcher. Supon wasn't You'll around never, in 17. I'll, I'll give you a dollar. I'll, I'll run out to the car, get my wall, I'll give you a dollar if you can name him. And oh, don't wow. be trying to find him on the internet either. No, I'm still busy looking up the other stuff. Oh, of course. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that. Michael Blazek. Remember him? Hmm. I got dumbfounded looks from both of you. Yeah, well, that's my natural look. You don't remember Michael Blazek? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember mine. Back to back to back to back home runs. Yes. You mean right. the Blazer? We called him the Blazer. All right, so that like was Wags, the last. The Blazer. That was the last time that happened. And then the time before that also involved the Brewers. On August 11th, 2010, Arizona went back to back to back to back. LaRoche, Montero, Reynolds, Drew went off a Brewers pitcher. Can you name that Brewers pitcher? 2010. Hmm. And he was always maligned by the fan base. They just, nobody liked him. Jeff Supon. Well, that's true. Nobody like Dave Bush. Oh, uh, yeah. That Dave been, the, the been, Bush. That would have been one of the next ones. Yeah. And yet two more, two more useless pieces of information. One for fanboy. The Twins went back to back to back to back in 1964. Can you name three of the four who went back to back Harmony to Kilbrew. back to back? Yes, killer one. Yes. Can you? Allison? Yes, Bob Allison, who always had his straps high, his pants high. Remember that? Yeah. Saw a lot of size. Solely oversized? No. Uh, one more. Give me room. one more. Um, Come on, Tony the... Oliva. Yes. That's a good one. That's and then you guess. wouldn't get the, the fourth in that quartet, Jimmy Hall. Remember he played yeah, center, fall? center field? Back to back to back. I need to start back writing back down over. stats when they come across the and ticker on ESPN. From, from my generation, the Milwaukee, old Milwaukee Braves had back to back to back to back home runs in 1961. Can now you're too young for that. Can you name one player in that 
quartet. 61? 1961. Think about it. It's oh, Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Aaron. Yes. Come on, you should be able to get one more. One <laughs> more. Play yes. third base. Eddie Matthews? Eddie, Eddie Matthews. Oh, okay. Joe Adcock and Frank Thomas. They back, went. To back, the Big Her? No, not hurt? that one. She'll like it too. No, this, no. this was a different phrase. Different, different big hurt. Oh, oh, sorry. So now, are you done making up stuff? No, just, you did. Yes, you made it up had a to staff. come across the ticker, and then it, I can't find it. I'm well, on the ESPN you know articles. You know what you are. I know the answer to the question too. You're the perfect lead into the next segment, which is the truth is stranger than fiction. The truth is stranger than fiction. You making Good. up stuff, well, then asking us questions about something you made up. I hope this includes the craziest line on the ESPN ticker all weekend. Well, we'll see if it yeah. does or not. Next on Lucas in the Morning. And Muncie hammers one to right field. This ball headed over the landing and into McCovey Cove for a home run. Max Muncie with his 13th home run of the season. You know, I hit the ball and then he yelled at me. He said, don't watch the ball, you run. And I just responded back, uh, you know, if you, want, if you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Vogel and Adias. Uh, Max Muncy homered yesterday into McCovey Cove, a blast of 426 feet off Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner. And this is definitely a video alert. We need to get a sounder for a video alert. It's just, I don't know what we need. We need a... You know. Video alert, because Close. Muncie threw down the I, – I didn't think he did anything bad with the bat. He just threw it down, but took his time getting out of the batter's box, much to the chagrin of Bumgarner, who then started approaching him and yelling at him as he was going it's to garbage. first. Yeah, did you not? He, he it's was garbage. He was chasing him around the bag. It's weird. Yeah, you notice Bumgarner was in a bad mood, though. Oh, yeah. Already. He, he was already call. going after the umpire on the second yes. pitch of the game. So this is a guy who was almost looking to get ejected. He was cranky for whatever reason. And so then that was the classic Muncie was asked about it afterwards. He said, well, tell him to go fish the ball out of the ocean if you uh, want. That's one of the great that. lines of 2019, I know. by the I way. I saw that. I oh, thought, God. now, Dr. J and I disagree with a lot on bat flipping. And maybe Muncie took it a little far. I didn't think but he showed I him up. But I totally love the trash-talking part of it. And Muncie's lie to say, go fish it out of the ocean or go get out of the ocean. I'm, that's oh, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, the fact of the matter is sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. And i got some examples of that. Uh, headline, Mariners outfielder Mitch Hanniger suffers ruptured testicle. Testicle. Huh? Oh, there goes my Uh-oh. ugly for tomorrow. No. Th- oh, did you have <laughs> yeah, that? This was last week. Does that, it get uglier? Well, no, no, I don't think so. Don't Last think. Thursday, uh, he's facing Justin Verlander, who can throw pretty hard. Yes. And Hanniger foul-tipped a ball off oh. his groin. Oh. That's, that's a video alert. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that bell's now everything. Uh, video alert. And he, and he ruptured his testicle. Oh. Okay, so that's, I hate that that's, story. That's an example where the truth I is thought you were changing that to say his Molina. Remember oh, when could. that happened to he Molina? He followed off his Molina. Yeah. Uh, headline, Brett Gardner gets stitches after he threw his helmet against the dugout wall and bounced back and hit him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's another yeah. video. This, yeah. this is so classic. He's he Gardner's all pissed off, goes into the dugout, just flings the helmet off the back of the dugout, hits him right in the face, cuts up his lips, and he needs his stitches. How, how embarrassing is that? He homered yesterday. Take some That's really embarrassing, but still kind of funny. Because that was kind of funny, unlike the other one. 
Right. Where you're following a ball off your groin, it's off your Molina. Whatever you do with the groin. Yeah. Yeah. That that wasn't funny. Uh, this isn't funny either. And it's it really, and it's hard to believe that there's some truth in it. But someone, the Dominican, yesterday shot David Ortiz. He was at a bar. Yes. He was hospitalized. Um, not serious. Seriously. I mean, it's an, he's not in critical condition, stable condition. But it's Big Poppy. Somebody the, shot Big Poppy in the back. In the back at around point blank range. I was hearing no what motive yet. The guy about? was caught. The guy was caught right away. I don't know what's going on there. No vital organs were damaged. That's Is it crazy. the back though? Because uh, yeah, initially they had on the ticker leg. So back. Uh, that's yeah. back. You think obviously worse. There's a lot. I think more the, things the, that the person he hit. was the person he was uh, at the bar with the bullet penetrated the back and then shot. Injured the person in the leg. Maybe okay. that was the, the other case. person was. All right. Oh, what oh, what do we do? Then we see Arnold. Was it last week? Arnold. Someone came up and drop kicked Arnold. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah right, right, right. And he didn't yeah, even like, fall over. He got pushed over like What's a foot or two. All right. Did you have another one? Or I'll no, add I'll, one no, to I'll, the I'll your stop list. now. Okay. What, you got something? Well, it's the most bizarre. Does uh, it include a video report? No. Well, sort of. I saw it on TV. But it was, you know, watching whatever was going on over the weekend. And I swear to you, I had to back up the DVR and pause it because I thought, I didn't just read that right on the ticker, did I? It's that Jets considering Todd McShay for job. McShay tells ESPN. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is Todd McShay telling his bosses about his own being considered for a job with the Jets, so he's reporting on himself, essentially. I, I don't too. understand well, that was this. Strange. Uh, think about <laughs> it. Is the more I read into the story, it didn't seem as weird, because initially, I, they're not going to make him the GM. No, he's not to be in the, he's going to be a scout. Right. And it, and the, but what, what does he do? He scouts college players. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty good at doing that, along with Kuiper. They spend a lot of time breaking down strengths and Weaknesses well, it makes sense, but it's hilarious that he reported well, Mike, it. Right. Mayock That's is, what doesn't Mike make Mayock sense. Mike Mayock is a general manager. Well, and McShay, TV. McShay yeah, is sense. buddies with the GM. They played together in college. They played ball there. So all of that is fine enough. And I'm not questioning McShay's credentials. What I was questioning is the manner that the world we now live in and reporting that the guy is reporting on himself being considered for a job. I, I guess I got another one, and this will lead us into our next segment. But uh, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Um, yeah, triggered an wah, elect- wah. a message on el- the, part of the electronic edition of the paper. Um, it, it inadvertently sent out um, a congratulations to the Blues for winning the Stanley Cup. Yes, uh, a little bit in advance of the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. Somebody, whoever hit that tweet, is probably just crossing their fingers that this thing happened so they don't look like it. There was totally idiot. one of the greatest gaffes of all times involved the Chicago Tribune with a headline. And presidential election headline. Did you ever Google that, Dewey? Dewey defeats Truman. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're aware of that. I'm like four for four today. I, I thought yeah, you were going to go with the other sharp. one, the more recent one. Remember the Packers website put out Brett Favre retiring before Brett Favre that. actually retired. Yes. Did they? That got out there and it was like, they could, whoa, it's just an accident. You know, like we're preparing a page for when and if that oh, day ever happens. I do remember that. And then bit. it wasn't long after that that Brett Favre retired. I guess the lesson here would be don't count your Stanley Cups before Gronk damages it. Right? We'll talk yep. about that. And oh, is Golden State still alive? And is KD going to play? Who knows? But we'll guess on it next on Lucas in the Morning. Well, somebody told me you had- 
the game plan changes if Kevin's out there or if he's not. So you uh, you adapt accordingly. It changes matchups. It changes rotations. Uh, all that stuff. But that's a, that's true. You know, all, all regular season you deal with that. Steve Kerr talking about KD. Welcome back, Lucas in the morning. Vogel Adius. Is he going to play or not? Is, is there any confirmation on whether Kevin Durant's going to be ready to play or is it just speculation again that he practiced on Sunday so that means he's going to play? What, what is it? I, I don't Speculations. get it. Just speculation. The really? last I heard was not only was everybody just going crazy over the fact that he went to practice, but that it was reported after practice he was the first one to leave the practice floor and go to the locker room. He left the locker room with an ice bag around not only the, his calf but also his Achilles. So take that for whatever it's worth. All right, so if he does play, doesn't it seem a bit desperate? Like, just bring in Durant. Who cares if he's not 100%? Yes. It seems really desperate but, to me. Did you watch him play at all on Friday? Did you see any of that game? I, I saw it. horrible. Yes, yeah. It was, it was depressing watching a champion, past champion, plural, champions, because they've won a number of titles, obviously. They were awful. They were awful. They looked lost. Didn't they look lost? A bit. Can we give some of the credit to Toronto? Yes. Because they've played well. And Kawhi, as we've said, just start out the game by giving him 30 points because he's going to have 30. Well, the back-to-back threes changed the game around by Kawhi Leonard. It Mm -hmm. just took all the momentum away from Golden State. He finished with 36 points, 12 rebounds, 4 steals. I mean, Klay Thompson played at 28 points. Uh, Curry was off, 9 of 22, 27 points. Green only had 10 points. Iggy was not no-show. Boogie, a no-show. I mean, Looney played, played hard, 10.6 rebounds, but he's not 100%. Golden State shot less than 30% from the three-point line. It was like 8 of 27. Was there something else curious about the NBA Finals for you? I know you guys were clueless last week and forgot that there was no longer a 2-3-2 format that they had changed years ago. And I I knew that. We did. did. We brought that. That did come up. We didn't talk about it. But can you remember the last time? Is he making stuff up again? Can you remember the last time the NBA Finals didn't have a game on a Saturday or a Sunday? That an entire weekend went by? Yeah. When did Friday night become the prime time for watching the NBA game and no game on a Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, they screwed that one up. That used to be, I don't know, did they screw it up or has something changed in the TV watching habits that we've now decided Saturday and Sunday are no good for your NBA Finals matchup? Do you like uh, Fred Van Vliet right in the kisser? That hurt. Was was that his tooth or wasn't that his tooth? It was his tooth, yep. Even yesterday he was saying, I'm not sure that was... A piece of my tooth on the floor that I thought he chipped his tooth. I thought that well, he was chipped the it, but they weren't sure that what they showed on television Friday night was what the tooth. It, what would it have been? I have no idea. What, like one left over from something else just happened to be sitting on the I, floor. I don't know. I love that they just played an NBA game and there was that some some sort of debris, whether it was a tooth or something else, just sitting there. And they're just like, Yep, yeah, we're just playing. It was weird. Ooh, and funny. Listen to this. Uh McDonald's restaurants in Ontario. Have forked over more than two million free French fries as a part of a giveaway tied to Toronto that was initiated during the last off season. They've given away like nearly three times the seven hundred thousand orders that they originally projected uh, f- for the Raptors. It's all about the three pointers. Deal was that any time the Raptors made more than twelve three pointers in a game, it meant free French fries at McDonald's. Well, McDonald's didn't that? study their analytics because. Obviously, they were way off then. It's pretty cool. They're giving away it? three times the amount of French fries. So where you where do you both sit today? Do you want to see this series continue, or just want to put? 
Golden State out of its I misery put it, tonight. I want to put it to bed. All right. I mean, that's that's a fair emotion. I want to put it to bed. I want the Raptors to win, and then I want to be depressed thinking about what the Bucks could have done against this Golden State team. All right. We understand no. your mindset. I, yeah, I, I would like I, to just get I, it over with. I still would like to see seven, but I don't know if that's possible. Let's get it over with and get on to the real NBA season, the free agency. There we so go. So now we can decide there where's go. KD going, does Kawhi stay or go, what all happens. The only thing that people really seem to care about. Do we have that little Q&A with Kyle Lowry? Do we have enough time for that? Yeah, we got it. We it was, was kind of like a, a young kid, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of an old hack posing questions. Take a listen. Uh, Mr. Lowry, yes. um, how does it feel to be an icon all over Canada, kids? Uh, I'm not a. Uh, <laughs> that's a crazy question. I ain't never been asked that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How to, I, I put it this way, man. I was once um, a kid. And I was once in your shoes, um, and to be able to, to to know kids one day will want to be like me. Um, I hold myself to a super high standard, and I want you to see, I want kids and I want you to see a a man that's, you know, um, really professional, really about his business, Um, but at the same time, he's still fun and and and, and loving and everything else. Good answer. Davide, last crazy question right there, boy. You can't can't beat that question. (laughs) You can't beat that question. You can try, but you can't beat that question. That's a good answer. I don't know if you guys saw it or not on Friday night. There are watch parties all over Canada. So it's, cool. it's bigger than just Toronto. I know it's, well, Canada really is not. No, Canada is geeked up over what's happening in Toronto with basketball. Watch parties all over the country. Has anybody done more this postseason to, I don't want to say rehab in his image, but enhance it oh, yeah, than Kyle Lowry? Because yeah. he was once considered a dog that Toronto couldn't win any oh, playoff was, games with him. Or well, series, anyway. Brian Postick will join us at the top of the hour right here on Lucas in the Morning. Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. You saw it's your birthday. Here's Uncle Lukey. Thank you very much, Eddie. I got a bunch of belated birthdays we have to take care of first. Let's go with Boz Skaggs. On Saturday, a belated birthday, 75, Boz Skaggs, Steve Miller, we're a Tandem went to school here at the University of Wisconsin. You're aware of that, right? Sure. You, did you say sure like, yeah, whatever you say, Luke? That just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, they're I, Badgers, no, I believe you. I believe you. They went to school. They didn't graduate. I don't think either one of them graduated from here, but who cares, right? So that's a belated birthday. <laughs> Isn't that the day of Steve Miller? Every musician that comes here never graduated from here. Uh, another belated Sunday birthday. Your guy, Jeff Janis, is 28 years old. How many catches do you think he wound up in you know, 51 career games? How many catches did Janice have? 20. 35. 17. That's all. That's all he had. Uh, another belated Sunday birthday to former Badger center Peter Kahn's is 30 oh. years old, or was 30 years old on Sunday. First team All-American in 2011. Can you name the other members of that starting offensive line for the Badgers? As Russ- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Wilson's here. Travis Frederick. Yes, what position did he play? 
was uh, guard. Left guard, yes, because Cons okay. was the center. Okay. Uh, Oglesby? Yes, right tackle. I got nothing on this. Um, Ryan Groy? Nope. Rick Wagner was the uh, left tackle. Kevin Seitler was the right Seitler. guard. Well, that was a good group. Oh, man, I could have named all uh, those guys, yeah. Uh, another belated Saturday birthday, Three Dog. I love Three Dog Night. Chuck Negron, 77. Don't you like Three Dog Night? Especially this song, right? You know what? Yes, this is a great song. So, yes. I'm thinking, Groy must have played here because <laughs> I have a picture of all six offensive linemen with roses in their mouth that I took of them on the field in Indianapolis after winning the Big Ten Championship. Nelson Cruz in that picture? He was not. All right, I was just curious. But he hits four homers in four uh, Another days. Another belated Sunday birthday, Dean Lowry, Green Bay Packers, hmm. uh, from the Bloyd suburb of Rockford, went to Boylan High School. Uh, then on to Northwestern, fourth-round pick. It's been very serviceable. You were aware that Rockford is a polite suburb. Just another We've been through this. It is yep, not another confirmation a suburb, that. and that's not very nice to the people of Rockford. Uh, John, what else did I have on the birthday list? Hootie and Blowfish. Yeah, this is a belated Sunday. Dean Felber, 52. 52. Now, today's birthday, Johnny Mac, John McLaughlin, is 76 years old. Just so many good things outside of basketball. Johnny Mac. With the Mac fund. Yeah, but when you yeah. said Johnny Mac, I immediately thought of John McEnroe. Really? First, yes. I would, not, I would have said, Johnny in this Mac. state, I would have said John McLaughlin. In this state, I guess, yes. Uh, Dan Fouts is 68 years old today. Threw for what? 43,000 yards during his career. 4,000 yards, three straight years. First quarterback. That's big back that. then, right? Those yeah. Chargers offenses were ridiculous then. Now they'd just be typical of the NFL, but they were ridiculously good. Kate Upton is 27 today. 27? How old is Verlander? 36. That's her hubby, right? Is he that old? Yeah, Verlander's 36. Since going to Houston, Verlander's record is 30-11. and 11. Mm. And that doesn't even count the busted testicle from that guy that <laughs> followed a pitch okay, off that Verlander nice. last. Nice. And remember, they had to do <laughs> a little sweetening in the pot to convince Verlander to take the deal to go from Detroit. Oh yeah, where he they was thought he was washed up. Legend. Yeah, and he was looking like he was washed up, and then to go to Houston. Uh, one more celebrity birthday: Smashing Pumpkins, Jimmy Chamberlain, fifty-five today. Today, and one other birthday that has. A link to Madison. Mike Eves, Ever, is 63 years old today. Wow. Now the head coach at St. Olaf. Is that correct? Yep, St. Olaf. I think Olaf? so. Yeah. 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 Sounds right. I will say this. Uh, he was one of, one of the best hockey players I've ever covered back in the day in 77. Uh, he put Mike on the ice with Mark Johnson. Oh, my goodness. Right? Mike, play, Mike, Mike would have been... So much more successful, he could have stayed away from concussions as a pro. Yeah, as, as oh, a pro. Oh, my goodness. Not that he wasn't incredibly talented, he was, but Mike was certainly one of those guys who maximized every ounce of talent he had because of all the energy and effort he put into it. Great off the face-off. Yeah. Great off the face-off, Dot. No, no one ever better taking face-offs than Mike Eves. Unless it's Brian Posick who will join us next on Lucas in the Morning. Patrons, hate to be the one to break it to you, but it's Monday. 
the only cure I know for the Monday blues is... Welcome to Lucas in the Morning. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. <laughs> At 7.15, it's our buddy Bags, Andy Baggett of UWBadgers.com. Bags? And now, alongside Rob Vogel and John Audius, here's Mike Lucas. Per usual at this time of the day. Also joining us, Brian Posick. Brian's time is brought to you by On Ice Promotions. Find everything hockey at onicepromotions.com. Good morning. How you doing? Good. How are you? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, it was fun watching baseball and hockey last night. Although it wasn't – well, actually, it was a pretty good game for two periods last night. It's one nothing Boston, and then they score four in the third, and, um, and they – Force Game Seven. I, who doesn't like Game Seven? Everybody loves oh. a Game Seven, oh, especially yeah. in the NHL. Oh yeah, and I, I, I like nothing better than to see St. Louis win Game Seven in Boston. You think that could happen? We got a couple highlights from I, last night. I Let's don't know. Save I that opinion. Don't know if it can. Save that opinion. Let's hear it, John. Crazy again, and he steps in. Got it back over. Coleman shot. We'll come over Just there and get going. you. Keep going. Come on, John. Come on. The other button. Krejci again, and he steps in. Got it back over. Coleman is shot. He scores! Coleman with his brilliant goal, his first ever in the Stanley Cup playoffs to make it a three-to-nothing game. Charles going to try it. Long range shoots. He scores! The Bruins captain, Sedano Chara, from the hash marks near circle of his own zone, lofts one in from long range, an empty net goal. Bruins five, Blues one. Judd Surratt, WBZ, Mike. So the first goal scorer was at Duluth, right? Was that the kid who played at Duluth? Uh, Who scored the first one for them last night? I'm trying to remember. Uh, one of the last ones I know was scored by the kid from Duluth. Yeah, we were talking about it afterwards. The goal that we what what yeah, goal Kuhlman, did we play? Kuhlman goal. Kuhlman goal. Yeah, we played. Yeah. Was it we Kuhlman at Duluth? Yeah. Three nothing yeah. and five one. Is yeah. What we played. yeah, the All shot right. that couldn't have been placed any better no between the crossbar and the post. It no was ridiculous kidding. How good yeah. the shot was. And Tuka Rask was really good too. You know, uh, St. Louis had four power plays, didn't score, and Rask had twelve saves during those power plays. He had twenty eight for the game. This surprised me a little bit. This will be the NHL's first Stanley Cup final game seven. Since blank. Oh, boy. Wow. So we're talking about the Stanley Cup finals yeah. oh, going yeah. to a game seven. Penguins and Red for Wings the first time yeah, they did. since blank. 2011. And who was that one? I don't think they even gave the name of was it. Was it the Boston win in 2011? Well, I, the Hawks won in 10 and then 12. I just I assumed that there have been more yeah. no, I know you game think sevens so. in the Stanley Cup. It should be. I, I, the yeah. Bruins won Finals. 2011? Yeah, that, that sounds Vancouver? right. Yeah, that over sounds Vancouver? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Did you see the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch kind of jump the outcome last night? <laughs> Hit some button electronically in addition to the paper. Yeah. Uh, was released a um, number of, uh, I guess, I, I, people who, subscribers, yeah. um, congratulating the Blues oh, prior sure. to even the opening face-off. Apparently Enterprise, the one of their cup. corporate sponsors, yeah, was yeah. among those that, that congratulated the Blues before the puck had dropped for uh, Game 6. Uh, uh, if Boston yeah. wins it, yeah. oh, how are you going to feel? Uh, yeah. Listen, it's yeah. like, though, the, whether yeah. it's the NFL or Major League Baseball, there's always some story about 
the city is doing yeah. planning for a parade route right. before the game seven of the deciding right. game, and it gets leaked out. City already planning parade. Oh, I got to. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah, to plan yeah. anyway. I right. was witness to one out. too. The Badgers played at Michigan State in basketball. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the Spartans were getting ready to win a Big Ten championship. Right, and a, a above us yep. and above the benches were all the balloons and the netting. Oh yeah, ready yeah. to. You know, they were going to release the net, and all the balloons would flow. Sure. Fall on the court, <laughs> celebrate their title, and Badgers won. Yeah, right. So right. they the entire game, there you could see players looking so up like, at the what, balloons. Okay. Well, there's a yeah. really old story. This is an old hat flashback that that you'll like from the. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a okay, minute, right. John, John. He's John. working on this stuff. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Celtics Lakers. I believe this is '68 or '69. Same thing. And it was I think it was the game where Don Nelson has the famous shot that hits the back That's of the rim, bounces yep. up almost off the ceiling. Yeah. The players came out for warmups, and Russell looked up, and he was player coach at the time, and saw all the balloons they had up there ready to celebrate the Lakers championship. And the players went in the locker room, pissed off, and said, "There's the uh, balloons. There's going to be no celebration here tonight." Cool. I'd like to see the Blues win. I'm not sure they can win in Boston. I'm not sure if they can. Now Although Jordan Bennington, he, you know, their goaltender, he's got nine road wins no, in the playoffs. I know that. You know, but they're going against the Walrus. Yeah, I, yeah. And Rask was good dunking yesterday. the Walrus. And I, man. as I told you before, too, the edge in this series, I think, goes to Boston because of Tuka Rask. Yeah, wouldn't so. you be emboldened now after winning in St. Louis? Everyone just assumed the Blues are going to celebrate their first championship last oh, sure. night, and now you get to go back home. Yeah, right, right. And just wonder, you know, how the Blues feeling? You know, again, they played well on the road but uh, they had a there golden a, opportunity oh my gosh there was a guy too and i forget his borbazone or who's playing for the blues took a cheap shot in the last minute uh, of the game barber last. uh barber you Jeff. know who i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah if i if i'm with the bruins and i get an opportunity in game seven i'm look looking him up Real, yeah, don't you think if you've got a two or three goal lead yeah sure. but don't you think that was oh, a yeah, cheap shot yeah, yeah memo to blues stay out of the penalty box especially in the first two periods when the power play is Killing yeah, you for they Boston. gave up a five-on-three power play goal last night. Just <laughs> too many that. mental mistakes, right? Yeah. They're just overexcited. One well, last thought. Yeah, will we see a game seven in the NBA? I do not think so. Right. No, fair. I would say no. We don't even know if we're going to see Kevin Durant tonight. Yeah, although it, you know it, it, it intrigues me now. I I have more reason to watch tonight. I mean, he is the the last two years he's won the NBA Finals MVP. He, he, there's no question he makes but a big difference. But if you learn that, that he's club. not playing, would you just? Uh, I'm not watching. Well, I'll, I'll tune it in occasionally, but uh, I don't know if I'll watch it from start and to because finish. Because as much as we talked about St. Louis being bonkers and crazy, ready mm-hmm. when it came back to St. Louis to possibly win the cup. Yeah. You don't think they're going to be going crazy oh in Toronto? Gosh. Oh tonight? yeah. Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. Kidding? Yeah, they're singing Oh Canada" right now. Thank you, Brian. Sure. When we come back, we'll be joined by Andy Baggett right here on Lucas in the Morning. We haven't done anything. Uh, we still got to get one more win. It's the first of four. You got champions coming in here, and they're going to play their butts off and play extremely hard. So for me, just uh, we still got to just focus on us and take it one possession at a time. The mood is good. We've still got plenty to play for. Today we'll watch the film and go through practice and, and talk about the things we can clean up. We have a, a, an amazing opportunity and challenge, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to, to meet that challenge, and we're excited about it. That would be Kyle Lowry and Steve Kerr talking about tonight's game between Golden State and Toronto. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. We're joined now by Andy Baggett from UWBadgers.com. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Are you guys all right? Yeah. We are going to have a game seven in the National Hockey League between St. Louis and Boston. Will there be a game seven in the NBA? And which has been the more compelling 
quote-unquote drama thus far in the playoffs, the Stanley Cup Finals or the NBA Finals? Go ahead, your turn. Uh, I'll go. I'll go in chronological order. There is Kevin Durant playing. We don't know for sure. He well, practice. We don't know. Okay. Well, that's to me. That's the defining element. If he plays, then I think the Warriors have a chance, and I think we have a legitimate chance at a Game Seven. If he doesn't play, uh, the, I, I think the series is over tonight, and uh, and I'm feel pretty 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 confident about that. I just like the way the Raptors are playing. They they seem to have. Uh, at the start of this series, they had a couple of guys that people knew, but I think people are starting to get to know the rest of this roster and how well this team plays defense and how well this team has uh, uh, the number of clutch shooters that this team has, Lowry being front and center in that group, Kawhi Leonard being front and center in that group. So to me, it all hinges on whether or not Kevin Durant is available to play. Compelling, um, I'm, I'm, I have to apologize. Well, I'm not going to apologize for being more interested in hockey but I think if this, uh, but so far the series, the mere fact that it's going to Game Seven is to me makes it more compelling. But the the NBA Finals could definitely get more compelling if Kevin Durant's available to play and, and uh, the Warriors win tonight. Andy, do you spend your time like John when he's not analyzing his own golf swing and watch these NBA Finals and think, "Wow, that could have been the Bucks, should have been the Bucks with Toronto." And how much credit does Toronto get, and how much blame do the Bucks get? For the Raptors even being in this position after they were down 2-0 and nearly 3-0 in that series? Well, you, I think you go back to the uh, to that overtime game, you know, that that was that that was a turning point for for the for that Bucks series and I don't think about what ifs in that regard. I I've, I've talked to people who do. I mean, that's the first thing they bring up is gosh, the Bucks should be there and and I'm sure that every player on that team is kicking themselves to a degree because they they seem to have the foot on the, their foot on the pedal, and they seem to be moving in the right direction. But you know, I the more I watch the way Toronto plays, the more I see the, how these pieces fit together. It's a pretty impressive group, and they seem to have found their stride right at the right time. And and they're playing uh, championship level basketball, and, and that's why, uh, barring a barring a change in, in availability for Kevin Durant, I don't see the Warriors finding a way to beat the beat Toronto. Now to clarify, just so Rob Vogel doesn't say I predicted something, <laughs> let's have a hypothetical question. If the Raptors do close things out and they are the NBA champions, what does that do for, I'll use the word legacy for lack of a better term, of Kawhi Leonard? Because here's a guy who won a title with San Antonio and perhaps now a title with Toronto. Well, it, it enhances it without question. It certainly puts a uh, for a guy who's who's looking at free agency, it it, it creates a, a a much greater uh, pool of money. I would you would think for him, much greater pool of interest for him. He's definitely a unique guy. I was reading over the weekend that he was. Uh, I don't know if you saw this little anecdote that he was uh, when he was with the Spurs. He uh, they had a team dinner and he sat down and brought a bag of apples and ate the apples for dinner, as, as his teammates said, and, and uh, had what you and I would think would be a regular dinner. That's He's a different guy, there's no doubt. He's, he's, he's been certainly impressive in, this, uh, in, the, in these playoffs, and I think he'd go back to the shot that, uh, that got them past Philly, if I recall correctly, that uh, bounced on the rim about seven or 8,000 times before it fell through, and, and I think that that was... Uh, that was a kick in the pants the uh, the Raptors needed to, and Kawhi Leonard needed to get going. Now, Andy, we were going to throw you a little bit of a curveball, a cutter this morning. 
uh, and I resisted the temptation, but I'll throw it at you right now, uh, just because I'm curious about your perspective on Nadal. Nadal won his 12th French Open title um, on Sunday. His record at the French Open is 93-2 and two for his career. 93-2, and two, 12 titles. Uh, where do we kind of rank Nadal among the greatest athletes? Not in tennis, but the greatest athletes, period. Does, does he deserve to be in that discussion? I think he deserves to be in that discussion. You know, it's a, it will definitely be a wide-ranging one because if you're talking tennis at this point in time, if you're talking about all-around athletes, um, that's a sport that definitely needs to – you have to be an all-around athlete to, 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 to compete at that level and to win at that level. With, with him – and with anybody that that it's that has a record like that and has as many titles at that at that, what amazes me is the consistency, and and that's to me is the first thing you look for from someone who would be in that conversation. How consistent have they been when it comes to winning championships and and being in the right place at the right time? And and, and it's a little hard to argue that Nadal would not be in that group. Yeah, I mean Nadal has won eighteen Grand Slams. Uh, Roger Federer has won twenty. I mean, we talk about consistency or excellence in both cases, don't we? Well, think about it. I was, I was well, just looking it up. When you, when you said, when you brought up the question at about 12, it went, brought Bjorn Borg into my mind because when I was a kid, I always used to think of him as Mr. French Open. He won six. That's half of what Nadal did, and he ended up burning out. John McEnroe ended up burning out. So many guys of that era ended up burning out, but here's Nadal and Federer. He's 33. And now you can even throw Joker in there. They're just like machines that just keep going and Nadal, don't burn out. Nadal is 33. Well, He's playing a 25-year-old um, who you would think would be a, a little bit more athletic yeah. based on the age difference, and it wasn't the case at all. Well, before we start comparing in that, uh, how, deep was the, how deep was the talent pool for – for Bjorn Borg and how deep was the talent pool for for Rafael Nadal? You could, I, I'm just asking. You you have to throw McEnroe in there. You throw Connors in there. You throw Elena Stasi in there. You throw a bunch of of guys that uh, that were really really elite players that all won championships. I think there that might be a little bit more. Oh, that's a, fair. That has to be considered in 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 any discussion about this. Yeah, because it was pretty one sided uh, yesterday. The finals between Nadal and team who's just not ready for that level of competition, not ready for a champion like Nadal, look, but that look should at you, diminish look at Nadal's you, accomplishments. Look at you, Lukey, breaking it all down in tennis. <laughs> yeah, I never oh, thought yeah. I would be, I oh, never yeah. thought I'd have a conversation like you with, like this with Well, you, I think every once sure. in a while we have to take the blinders off. I know that we isolate. We? we, we I do. We have I isolate on, the, okay. on <laughs> but, football and basketball and hockey, but I mean, I, I I was curious to see if it would be competitive. It was not competitive yesterday between Nadal and Theme. And the flip side of what Andy said when he was talking about all that deep talent pool from back then, the amazing thing is Nadal and Federer have each other. You know, what are we talking about, Tiger? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Phil and all these other rivalries we wish and want to see happen never did. This one did, and for a long, long time, and it's still going. Andy, we appreciate you being a good sport on Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit more about, uh, I don't know, cricket and, and- lacrosse okay i can't wait okay thanks andy
by. See, I was I, I was reluctant to throw that at him, but I thought it was fi- right, John. Yeah, You're making faces pretty. at me over there. I, I you look make... like a tennis fan. No, Aren't you a no, fa- no, no. John's no. our golf expert. Andy is now our tennis no, expert. John, you're into soccer. No. No? Just, no. Nah, he's golf. His own Like, golf when you game, say into it, soccer, man. no. Did you I mean, watch I'll any watch... of the World Cup over the weekend? Barely. Team I USA tuned... plays tomorrow, right? I tuned into one game. I don't know what it was. I'll say this. Fox has done a pretty good job promoting yeah. Team USA. Some of the ads have been yeah, pretty cool. solid. I hope they go out and play to the level that they expect them to play. Is you know, the team to beat, right? They're the team. John, you're the expert. You tell us. France, are they the team to France beat? Yes, the they are the team to beat. France, yes. you know, that's the the two France is the host country. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're the other best team. Get yeah. labeled the soccer guy and the tennis guy, apparently. I actually Did read you some call, stuff about it. Did, tell me this. What? When we came on, I asked you to do one thing. I said, did you call the park ranger? Could oh, you no. call the park ranger for us? And we'll explain that when Ben Larson joins us, friend of show. Also, more than that, he was on the show for quite some time. Ben will join us at around 7.45, is that correct? I think actually 7.30. 7.30 is yeah. Ben? Well, that's next. next. Yeah, I think we might do so that next. you better call the Park Rangers. <laughs> ben Larson's next on Lucas in the Morning. I feel good. Um, you know, the homer was big. Uh, obviously, that was a, a huge, huge runs for us. Uh, getting the ball to, uh, you know, Josh to finish the game and chase through the ball, fantastic. Um, but it's it's pretty cool uh, to win a car for some people. I've, I've never done that before, and uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. And then Moose is loose. Mike Moustakas talking about winning a car for a lucky season ticket holder. His name is Mark Gruber. He hit that RAV4. It's perched in Moiler Park. Ram four. This is what my wife drives. You can check one out yourself if you'd like. I'm just saying that. Uh, I do where can you get business. one of those? Yeah, uh, where, well, where? Well, I'll tell you in a little bit. Okay. Uh, for now, though, we welcome aboard someone who should have got combat pay because he worked with me for a long time longer than probably he wishes. Ben Larson joins us. Good morning, Ben. How are you? Hey, Lukey. You know, um, I am myself the proud owner of a 2008. Rav four, old school. Terrific, oh, terrific. Wow. That wasn't your car that Mustakas hit yesterday, right? You didn't park kinda, it there. Kind of wish it was. You know, maybe I could have gotten a replacement or something. Uh, I guess a baseball can't do that much damage. But no, but if you're looking for a place, Smart Toyota on Odana Road would be the place to go. How's that? Oh my god, uh, that is never... where I got it. That, that's oh, where I got terrific. it. Yes, terrific. Somebody called a park ranger. Wisconsin's no. number one volume Toyota dealer. I just want to throw that in there. All right, Ben Larson has joined us. Uh, Locked on Brewers. That's the name of your podcast. Give us a little background on how this started and what you're doing. Well, I, uh, as you know, Luke, I uh, had to retire from broadcasting after working with you. I understand uh, that fully. It's almost 10 years ago now. Yeah, you started uh, drinking heavily and retired from broadcasting. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I, I actually went off on my own for a little bit there. Uh, I had a, had a show called The Talking Cheeseheads. The best thing about the show is the title, and uh, I left it for a few years, and then I, uh, I became a family man, and, but the itch is still there, so I, I got in connection with the Lockdown Podcast Network, and uh, for a few weeks now, I've been the host of Lockdown Brewers, your daily Brewers podcast, about uh, 20, 25 minutes a day, recapping the game, talking about the Brewers, 
You can find it on all your major podcast platforms. Just check out Lockdown Brewers. How's that? No, that's good. I mean, are you enjoying it? Are you having fun with it? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, you know, uh, as you probably know, seeing as though you've been doing this for a number of years now, Forever. once the uh, bug of <laughs> the bug of broadcasting gets in you, you know, it never leaves. And so this is a this is a great way for me to keep it going, and and I do love it. And it's it's fun to really get in a rhythm, focusing on one thing every day, you know. And that's what I'm doing with the Brewers, and uh, so far so good. I've had a great time. So far with this Brewer season, if I set aside Christian Yelich and his another MVP campaign that he's got going right now. What's been the best or surprising in a positive way for you this season? And on the flip side, what's been the worst or most surprising in a bad way so far this season for this team? The positives are, are really many. I guess if I had to pick one, you get you have the hot name right now, the guy who just played in the highlight, right, Mike Moustakis. I mean, I know when the Brewers were late towards, towards spring training, I think they signed him on the first day of spring training, but when they were getting there and he'd, he'd been out there for a few weeks, you know, talking about, some rumor mills about his signing was going to be imminent and he was still looking for a multi-year deal. Uh, some people were saying, no, don't do it uh, too much on the infield. I was saying, yes, absolutely, because I thought the key to the Brewers last year down the stretch was that lengthened lineup where you had you know, more bats in the lineup and, and it made it tougher and they got on that hot streak, obviously, and, and I thought that was due in large part to their offense. The pitching had been pretty good all year. So I was all about it, but you couldn't have expected 20 home runs you know, by June 10th. I mean, that that's way too much to expect, and I don't know if he can keep up this pace all year long, but it's not just the home runs. You see him getting hits to beat the shift. You see him getting some key hits. He's a clutch player. He's been there. For me, it's Moustakis with maybe Orlando Arcia as a you know, close second. And then disappointing, well, uh, you know, I'm thinking Corbin Burns. Uh, I really, man, if he can figure it out, if, whatever they have to do, and they might need to send him down at some point to work out the kinks, he can see such a uh, force for the Brewers in the bullpen down the stretch. I could see him as a huge piece. but And it's so frustrating, guys, because you, you watch him and you see the stuff and you see how talented he can be and how he, good he probably is going to be. But in the short window you have, you know, as a Brewer fan, you're always nervous about trying to maximize the window because you're a small market team. Man, I really hope he puts it together this year. He's Ben Larson, the Lockdown Brewers podcast. You can go find that online. You mentioned Moustakis there, who, by the way, I love. I do the on-pace numbers, Ben. He's on pace for 49 home runs, if you didn't know. Yeah. Yelich is on pace for 59 home runs. So out of those two, which player has exceeded, exceeded your expectations the most? Well, man, that's tough. it's Moustakis, I would say, because, I mean, he's never hit on a pace like this, and Yelich has been doing it since the All-Star break last year, and Yelich is the MVP. Uh, and obviously, it's a lot to ask for him to not only hit 59, but what's he up at 330 right now, somewhere around He's there? He's on pace for th- yeah, 340, 59 homers, and 130 yeah. runs driven in. Right. And so, you know, do I believe Yelich could do that? Yeah. Uh, maybe not the 59. That's quite a lot. You've got to think he'll, you know, face a little bit of a drought here at some point. But 50, I mean, he's off to such a good start, and he's been doing it now for almost a calendar year. You'd think 50's there. But look, Moustakis hasn't done anything like this. And so, Exceeding expectations, I, I think it's all about uh, the moose. What, am I getting on the cell phone like Dan Plesak and call the park ranger? Yeah, we've been that? doing that all morning. We got a busy signal. I think a lot of people have been doing just that, trying to get a hold of the park yeah. ranger because the moose is loose. Ben, what was your reaction uh, with the Cubs signing Kimbrel? Were you hoping that he'd sign with just about anybody else outside the division but the Chicago Cubs? Yeah, of course. I mean, anytime the Cubs get somebody like that, um, it's a it's a little bit of a gut punch. But I would say that my initial reaction 
there's there's one that there's in the back of my mind there's a little bit of fear that he after a longer rest uh returns to his superior form i mean the, the form that he had in the first half last year where he's just dominant and and leads the cubs to you know a division championship by anchoring their bullpen but other than that i mean you know have him for 43 million dollars i mean some brewer fans that i know were were upset and some people were even suggesting the brewers don't go for it i'm thinking are you nuts not go for it grandal moustakis what are you talking about that they don't go get people and they're going to make a couple moves i, I have no doubt that you know, by the trade deadline, they'll have two new relievers, just like they did last year. That's the area where they're going to trade to improve the team. And they're going to do it for less than $43 million over three years. I get the Cubs can do it, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it's not the key to them, you know, winning the division championship and edging out the Brewers. But my logical reaction, I guess, my head says, man, Cubs overpaid and they're going to regret it. I just, I, you can't, a 30 plus year old reliever who's already showing signs of decline and you give him 43 million for three years. Come on. You know, I just, I think it's a, yeah, the counter argument would be all right. So you went out and got Araldis Chapman and he paid dividends for you, right? Right. You you rent him, you rent him for one year and then you'd, you pay the baggage for the rest. Yeah. And look, if it, that worked out, they won the championship. Every Cubs fan obviously would take that move a hundred times over again. If that happens, if they hit lightning twice with that one, or you know whatever the stick, whatever the phrase is, but Araldis Chapman, I think now you, you tell me, I'm not even sure how old he was. I guess he was on the plus side of 32. I don't even remember, but I don't know if he was showing. In fact, I don't think he was showing as much decline as Kimbrel has shown just with the second half last year and the, the fact that he was an ERA over five. Yeah, but he was just a bad actor though off the field, right? He, he, because right. They, they right. got criticized more so for that than risking anything yeah. on, on Chapman. He's um, I look at Kimbrell, and you make a good argument. Last year he gave up the long ball far more than he had in the past, and he wouldn't effective late in the season. But, I mean, they don't have a, they didn't have a closer. Now they've got a closer, and I think it's re-energized the Cubs. I think it's going to be a great race to the finish line. I agree. They're really good teams. I mean, I think you look at Milwaukee and they, the way they recovered from the 24-3 episode earlier last week with the Marlins. Now they've won four in a row, season high, 10 games over 500. Cubs are really on a hot streak as well. Uh, you know, I totally agree with you, and I think it's going to be a, another great race, hey, you know, just like it was last year. We'd love to do this again. It's like the old days, Ben, when you worked here. Uh, we can't pay anything. We'll just slap you on the back and tell you thank you for everything you do you for the program. We'll just get you a deal on a Toyota somewhere. <laughs> you didn't pay me last time. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, we'd love to have you back, okay? I'd That's love to fair. be back, Lukey. All right. So it's, it's been lo- great to catch up. Just plug yourself. Plug it again, Ben. All right, Lockdown Brewers. Go to Apple, Google, Stitcher, Himalaya, Spotify, whatever podcast you can find. It's there daily, your 20-minute Brewers fix, Locked On Brewers. Super. Uh, Hopefully we'll hear from you again soon. Thanks, Ben. You got it. Thanks, Luke. Ben Larson. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I really Didn't like pay you that then, you yeah, can't pay you now. like the first two We're minutes consistent. of the Toyota promotion going on. Pretty consistent with what we do around here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got no money for that. No, I'll make your show better. Yeah, we got no money for that. Put up bullboards in Milwaukee instead. All right, let's well, do that. we don't pay John. <laughs> uh, Roger Goodell got really emotional yesterday over Bart Starr, and we'll tell you why next on Lucas in the Morning. Bart Starr will always be the league's true north, guiding us 
to the highest levels of leadership, success, resilience, and most of all, dignity. Thank you. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Vogel and Adias. That was NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. He was among the speakers. I believe there were seven guest speakers on hand. Sunday in Birmingham, Alabama. Goodell choked up. There was about a pause for 15 seconds or more um, as he spoke about Bart Starr. I wasn't aware of this until I read the story uh, that Starr used to send a handwritten note uh, to Goodell before the start of every season with some of the things he felt were important. Really? Uh, for the league itself, and that's why Goodell got so emotional. He plans on rereading all 13 of the Star letters uh, in September when the NFL kicks off its 100th anniversary year. Uh, 100th year anniversary, let me put it that way. Uh, the Packers have also announced uh, some events to celebrate Bart Starr's life. That'll be on the opening weekend, home opening weekend. Um, there'll be a halftime Ceremony during the September 15th game against the Minnesota Vikings to honor Star. Uh, the players this year will wear number 15 decal on their helmets throughout the season as a tribute to Bart Starr, whose number 15 is one of six jersey numbers the franchise has retired. So, John, uh, can you name at least two of those numbers? Star number 15 retired. Can you name two of the six? I gave you five remaining. What do you got? You got, you got anything for me? How about uh, you, Fogey? Reggie White. Yes, number ninety-two. Yes, good. Far four. Uh, Tony Canadale. Good. Tony Canadale. What number 30, are we? Were? What? Thirty something. Three. 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 I Close. Mean, there's a three in there. There's a three there. That's good. You guys. Uh, hey, I've been on today. Oh, what was the I other one it. you said besides have, Reggie? Did you say uh, Favre? Oh, um, Don Hudson. Don Hudson. Good. What number did he wear? 17? 14. 14, like I said. One last number. Pretty good, Vogie. You're doing Linebacker. pretty good. Darn it. Linebacker. Oh, Ray Nitschke. Yeah. Number? 55? I should have. 62. 62? Oh, I should have stopped while you two 63. Were 63. 63. 63. No, 66. 66. 66. Oh, darn it. Yeah, there we go. See, I had two numbers. See, because I was too busy going to make a joke. I was just going to say some crazy number that clearly Nitschke would not have just to make him angry over there. I think we've done pretty damn good on these quizzes. You, you today, you've. We did. Today. We're all over it. You are on your A game. I mean, I answered. Why like are you six just to... looking and pointing at him? Because I've had I... the most answers. Did I not help personal... you with all that? Really? Did you no, get Tony Canadale or Ray Nitschke? No, did you get Don Reggie Hudson? White or Brett no, Favre or Harmon oh, Killebrew? Did or... I get Reggie White and Brett Favre? I don't know. Did I breathe today? Of course, everybody would have well, gotten those. Two. Too bad. I got them. You did. Were, were either one of you aware of the connection, this emotional bond between Goodell and Star, the Never. Star family? Uh-uh. I wasn't. I was surprised. Aren't you? I didn't realize that Star had reached out. To the commission, I, yeah, I, tr- I mean, yeah. transparency here. I, I don't like Goodell. Never have. Right. Hate the hugging that goes on during the draft. <laughs> no, I, do, I, I just don't hate mind it. That. I don't mind that because I don't. To me, that's not about Goodell. That's about the the young man going up there and getting drafted and doing the big hug. That's changing his fortunes and his family's no, you know, it's, future. It's, that, I think that's it's all that's about Goodell. He he's embraced it and it's a good look for him and a guy who has a lot of bad looks. But but. You know what? It's about the guy, the kid going up there doing the hugging. Let I, him I have not liked the way Goodell has managed the punishment element of his commissionership sure, sure. on how he's handled penalties yep. as far as punishing players who stray across the line. Yep. I, I think he's been well well off the mark on almost everything he's done in that area. Well, agreed. I heard somebody talking about it over the weekend when they were comparing the different commissioners and how they handle punishment. Goodell and the NFL seem to be the king of 
Let's throw out some trial balloons, see which way the wind's blowing, how people are going to react, and then hand down our judgment. Yeah, pretty much. They don't have courage of their convictions on anything. Last call next on Lucas in the Morning. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Last call. Uh, in case you were wondering, the most popular baby names are at least in the crease as far as its own popularity in 2018. Baby Giannis and Baby Baker. Yes, yes. There were only five newborns in the United States as recently as 2015 named Giannis. In 2018, according to official data, there were 61. 61 Giannises, including five in the state of Wisconsin, whereas Baker Mayfield, also very popular now, 336 Bakers were born in the U.S. last year, more than twice as many as the previous year, including 17 baby Bakers in Ohio alone. That's amazing. I thought Baker would be way more popular. 300 babies? That's 336 it? Bakers in the United States last year, more oh. than twice the previous year. Though imagine if he has success this year in Cleveland, how many more? Wow. Do you have a tweet of the day? I sure do. You got the music there, John. Thank you. This comes from over the weekend, and it's both... A love it tweet of the day, and then we need to stop this tweet of the day. The Milwaukee Brewers over the weekend, you may recall, uh, recently they were playing the Miami Marlins just before they played the Pirates. They didn't play them over the weekend. Yeah, they played uh, them last Thursday. week. Thursday. I consider that part of the weekend for me. I start the weekend on Wednesday. They were when, off Thursday, when, weren't they? When Yelich hit his last home run Thursday. against them, well, hold on. When Yelich hit his last home run against them, they tweeted out, Hey, Marlins, this home run just reminded us that we never said how much we appreciate you for bringing Christian Yelich into our lives. Thanks for the NL MVP. Let's stop trolling somebody who just gave you the MVP for a couple of years. The Marlins have done nothing mean to you. There's no bitter rivalry back and forth. They didn't poke you in any way. Just take it, tuck your head down, and run the nope. bases. Right, is, Dr. J? This fine. is no need for a bat flip here. This is how teams operate on Twitter, online. You don't right. have to be good or bad. You just talk trash. Hasn't Yelich hit more home runs in Milwaukee in the two years that he's been there than he hit in Miami in the entire time he was with the Marlins? I'm right. going to say yes. Right. Yes, the correct answer is yes. Leave the trash talking to Max Muncy. I see no problem Go whatsoever. Go pull it out of the ocean. Back to baby names. You think Zion will become a popular baby name? after the NBA draft? I'm betting it will be. Mike Heller's coming up next. Thanks for listening to Lucas in the Morning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.